chapter nine of nature and art this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. recording by kathleen nature and art by elizabeth inchbald chapter nine the avocations of an elevated life erase the deepest impressions the dean in a few months recovered from those which his brother's departure first made upon him and he would now at times even condemn in anger henry's having so hastily abandoned him and his native country in resentment as he conceived of a few misfortunes which his usual fortitude should have taught him to have borne yet was he still desirous of his return and wrote two or three letters expressive of his wish which he anxiously endeavored should reach him but many years having elapsed without any intelligence from him and a report having arrived that he and all the party with whom he went were slain by the savage inhabitants of the island william's despair of seeing his brother again caused the desire to diminish while attention and affection to a still nearer and dearer relation than henry had ever been to him now chiefly engaged his mind lady clementina had brought him a son on whom from his infancy he doted and the boy in riper years possessing a handsome person and evincing a quickness of parts gratified the father's darling passion pride as well as the mother's vanity the dean had beside this child a domestic comfort highly gratifying to his ambition the bishop of became intimately acquainted with him soon after his marriage and from his daily visits had become as it were a part of the family this was much honor to the dean not only as the bishop was his superior in the church but was of that part of the bench whose blood is ennobled by a race of ancestors and to which all wisdom on the plebeian side crouches in humble respect year after year rolled on in pride and grandeur the bishop and the dean passing their time in attending levies and in talking politics lady clementina passing hers in attending routs and in talking of herself till the son arrived at the age of thirteen young william passed his time from morning till night with persons who taught him to walk to ride to talk to think like a man a foolish man instead of a wise child as nature designed him to be this unfortunate youth was never permitted to have one conception of his own all were taught him he was never once asked what he thought but men were paid well to tell how to think he was taught to revere such and such persons however unworthy of his reverence to believe such and such things however unworthy of his credit and to act so and so on such and such occasions however unworthy of his feelings such were the lessons of the tutors assigned him by his father those masters whom his mother gave him did him less mischief for though they distorted his limbs and made his manners effeminate they did not interfere beyond the body mr norwin the family name of his father and though but a schoolboy he was called mr could talk on history on politics and on religion 
surprisingly to all who never listened to a parrot or magpie for he merely repeated what had been told to him without one reflection upon the sense or probability of his report he had been praised for his memory and to continue that praise he was so anxious to retain every sentence he had heard or he had read that the poor creature had no time for one native idea but could only re-deliver his tutor's lessons to his father and his father's to his tutors but whatever he said or did was the admiration of all who came to the house of the dean and who knew he was an only child indeed considering the labor that was taken to spoil him he was rather a commendable youth for with the pedantic folly of his teachers the blind affection of his father and mother the obsequiousness of the servants and flattery of the visitors it was some credit to him that he was not an idiot or a brute though when he imitated the manners of a man he had something of the latter in his appearance for he would grin and bow to a lady catch her fan in haste when it fell and hand her to her coach as thoroughly void of all the sentiment which gives grace to such tricks as a monkey End of chapter nine